Now on Giddy Up, it's time for Stable Mail. Our first guest is Adrian Botten, Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott have had a wonderful start to the spring and they've got their big guns, or some of them anyway, stepping out on Saturday in both cities. And Adrian Bott's been good enough to join us here to kick off Stable Mail on this Thursday morning. Good morning to you, Adrian. Thanks for your time, mate. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. We'll start off with Alligator Blood. I was a little bit surprised when I saw the final field yesterday. There's only a field of seven, but... When I was looking at it, I thought, geez, this is just this just might fall into the lap of alligator blood in, in, in the way that Oliver might be able to just dictate terms out in front. Um, are you happy with him heading into the, the Maccabi Diva? Yeah, most certainly. I think it looks a, a nice setup for him. Uh, there, second up, I, I think he'll sort of appreciate getting back out to the, to the mile there. But uh, most importantly, he just should show some, some nice nice improvement in his fitness off that, off that first up run. He traditionally... Yeah, it, it improves nicely second up and sort of even sort of following his pattern um, last year. Um, yeah, he, he probably looked a little more, bit more forward in the um, in the Memsey this time round, and um, last time he sort of jumped out of the ground into the Maccabi. So hoping to see that from him once again. Timmy Clark's such a wonderful front-running rider, and he, he seems to rate alligator blood to perfection. We all know that Ollie's had a wonderful career. Arguably the, yeah, the greatest look, of all time. Uh, do you, what does Ollie need to do to get it right out in front with him? Ah, oh, look, uh, he's uh, he, he doesn't need any instructions. Damien knows the horse well, and he's um, as you said, he's had a, a had a wonderful career and um, yeah, one of the best jockeys we've seen. So um, he knows exactly what needs to be done and, and how to win, and I'm, I'm I'm sure he can I'm sure he can do the job for us. Let's have a chat about your stayer in Serpentine. I was at the Melbourne Spring Racing Carnival launch there a few weeks back, and Gay was asked the question, who's your best Melbourne Cup chance? And without hesitation, she said Serpentine. I don't know if you agree with it, Adrian, but are you happy with him heading into that second race there over the 2,500 metres at the Flemington racetrack there Saturday? Yeah, definitely. Um, a, a nice, um, yeah, he, he really is an out-and-out stayer. You know, obviously sort of an English derby winner, so plenty of sort of class about him. Wouldn't be surprised if he would be a, um, a top-class sort of Melbourne Cup prospect he, he had a nice sort of light time through the through the winter and sort of retained a, a good bit of residual fitness which we saw first up here in, in Sydney sort of over the 2400 uh, I thought he ran on ran on well was open to a good bit of improvement off off the back of that run and I expect to see further improvement off the back of um, Saturday's race so uh, building nicely and yeah heading towards the cup and Hopefully, ready to peak. Um, yeah, once we get round to round to the cup. What's his best racing pattern? Do you think it's out in front, or do you think just off the the pace with the sit? Um, oh, relative to the setup of the race, but yeah. um, no doubt he, he showed a bit of versatility there last start, and that that, that certainly worked well for him. So, um, yeah, it's good to good to sort of have that. Uh, he, he's not too one dimensional, and um, yeah, he's going to need that going going forward. It's a beauty, the fourth race down the straight for the three-year-olds. There's some nice horses resuming there, but you've got the instructor. Where do you think he's at it at the moment? I um, thought his first up run was, was excellent. Um, second up, he just found quite a high-pressure race there um, on, on speed, so I think he can sort of be forgiven for that. Um, first time up the straight, but it gives the impression that you know I think he'll sort of um, be suited there and, and, and run that out strongly. So, um, yeah, he's got the benefit of two. Two nice runs and, and ready for you know a, a tough run up the straight. 
interesting setup with intru- introducing um, on the quick backup, stepping up to the 1,400 metres in the Exford Plate. Your thoughts there with Geordie Childs in the saddle? Yeah, don't mind him stepping out to the 1,400. He, um, he, he was sharp first up and then um, last couple of runs just shown he's probably looking for that little bit further now. Um, he gets the blinkers on for the first time this prep as well. I think that'll just sort of sharpen him up slightly, but I, I think, um, yeah, the backup should, should suit his, at the right time of his prep to be doing that. And I think he's looking for the 1,400. Cecilian goes around in the Phillies race. I thought she was mighty the other day on pace. Your thoughts there? Yeah, excellent. Um, she's very brave. She um, was sort of caught wide um, on speed and, yeah, I still love the way that she was able to quicken off that setup, and um, obviously took two sort of quality horses to to, to run her down. Uh, but yeah, I, I think she's training well and 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 racing racing well. So I think there's a nice um, nice win in there somewhere for it. We move to the Kingston Town in Sydney. Major Bill, your Derby winner's ready to win again. A night's order was first up and down the track there the other day in a tough race. Uh, what do you make of your stays going into the Kingston Town? Yeah, a couple of um, sort of nice horses clashing here. Uh, Knight's order, um, he was sort of good first up in a high-pressure race, just the mile sort of not necessarily suitable for him first up, and he still may find the sad day's trip a bit bit short. Uh, Major Bill was excellent. He showed um, showed a great, great improvement, um, you know, to be very competitive at that weight-for-age level, and he should really appreciate getting out to the 2000. I think he's he's right on right on target, um, and, and as I said, he's, he, he's shown... Um, he's up to that class now, um, stepping into the open company. And uh, interesting horse is just fine, um, who won the mile race on the same day. The, um, the you know the figures out of his his win were certainly impressive. He's um, got a bit of upside, and he should appreciate the uh, 2000 as well. So nice one going forward for us. Yeah, I was about to ask about just fine. I can't believe the king sold him. How did you get that deal done, Adrian? I know Gay's got a lot of power in the world, but did he? King Charles, you'd better sell us this horse and not only sell it to us, um, sell yeah, it to, okay. to, to a massive syndication that everybody's just loving at the moment. It's the greatest pub story in racing at the moment. I've got a share in a horse that I've purchased off the King and we're going to win the Melbourne Cup. It's fantastic. That's what it's all about, isn't yeah. it? Um, yeah, I guess obviously they've got to take um, take stock of um, you know, what they've got over there, went through the horses in training, sale at Tattersall's last year. and um, Yeah, we're fortunate enough to be able to land him and um yeah rob rob waterhouse saw some nice figures there that thought would suit suit well for us down here and um you know he's been spot on the money there and um yeah i i think there's a lot of reasons for, for all those people to be excited yeah and i just quickly on that it is one of the greatest advertisements i think racing's had for for a while jared waitley the legendary broadcaster works this, with us at sen he's old man's in it and he gets regular updates about just fine and um, telling the story about how they purchased a horse off the King and now they're, they're racing it with uh, yourself and Gabe Waterhouse. Um, it's a, racing can't buy that type of marketing and that narrative in my eyes. Yeah, definitely. And, and, and even sort of the, you know, the, the, the story aside, just sort of having, um, you know, opportunity where a number of people can sort of be, um, you know, in, in, involved in the ownership of the horse and we can sort of help, um, you know, make make the industry more attractive to people or uh, more accessible, uh, get more people to the races and get more people involved, I guess, as an industry. That's really what we're trying to trying to set out to achieve at, at, at present. So hopefully that's a way of being able to um, you know, fulfil that. Yeah, my racehorse do a wonderful job. What what do you think 
is he's sealing this horse just fine. Uh, what's his best trip? What do you think? Do you, what, what's the what's the race you're dreaming of this spring with him? How far can he progress? Um, look, it's all happened very very quickly for him. I, I must say, he's um, incredibly uh, impressive over the mile. Uh, they don't necessarily always sort of come and show that speed. He, he sat outside of what seemed to be good tempo and just quickened away quite effortlessly. So uh, the strength of the wind probably caught caught us a little off guard. Um, if we can sort of run well and, and qualify him through Saturday's race, we'll look at a race like the Metropolitan. Yeah. Um, and, and then after that, we can assess, um, you know, what entries we need to look at for, for Melbourne. There may need to be a couple of late entries, um, uh, but we'll just have a look around. But, um, you yeah, know, first things first, it is his first campaign and first season here. So um, he's still got a, a, a while to go, but certainly very impressive. And last one on this horse. When you have a look at his effort there the other day and then you compare it to the Chelmsford, when you go and analyse the race with, I would imagine, Robbie Waterhouse and Gay and you sit down and analyse who you defeated in the data, are you, are you impressed by the time that he runs and do you think that he could have been really competitive in a, in a Chelmsford because the time suggests that? Um, or do you look at the horses that he defeated that day? Um, look, probably just more look at the, um, yeah, the, the the strength of the sort of performance itself in isolation. I, yeah. I, I must say, again, I don't sit down and analyse the data really from from the week. It's sort of only in passing people throw a few stats at us <laughs> and say, "Did you know they ran a quicker time than the Chelmsford?" And sort of say, "Yeah, oh, that's interesting." But uh, you know, we sort of try and weigh it up on the horse itself. You know, had we put just fine in the Chelmsford, would we, does that necessarily mean just because the time so that he would have won that race by? X amount of lengths, you know, not necessarily, um, you know, different pressures, different class of horses, different weight conditions. So I, I sort of just try and get a line on, yeah, where we feel the horse is certainly at um, and put them in the right race where they can be competitive and um, try not to be too distracted by the by the data there. I'm enjoying these three-year-old fillies taking on each other every second week. You've got a, a wonderful group of three-year-old fillies. I'll let you run through them. You've got Summer Loving, who I'm in love with, and so is our form analyst, Mickey Gannon. Autumn Ballet, Tropical Squall, who's unbeaten at the moment and looks to be well above average, and then Platinum Jubilee. Um, yeah, uh, Summer Loving, she's just been crying out for this trip, I feel, and, um, and, and a good draw, which she's finally got. So she might be able to sort of... Uh, find a nice position and, and put herself within striking distance this time. She's been been ru- getting back and, and running home. Um, you know, she has done a whole career. Hopefully she's not making too much of a habit of that. Um, Platinum Jubilee stepping out at the 1400 for the first time, I, I think, um, ridden conservatively. She, she should be able to get that trip. Um, she's sharp filly and shown plenty of class and um, has been building nicely for a two run. She's ready to, ready to peak. Um, Autumn Ballet's been pretty classy all the way through she had excuses there last uh, last start where she just sort of got hampered um, out of the gates and sort of uh, was out of the race pretty quickly uh, but her first up win was was very good uh, tropical squall probably just brings that little bit of uh, maybe x factor into it something different different form lines um, she's been impressive in everything she's done to date um, I know she's coming off a, a midweek win but she beat the beat the older Phillies and mares on that occasion, which for a young sort of unexposed horse, not easy, not easy to do at that stage of their career. So um, she's an interesting runner, and we'll get a line on her, um, you know, at this grade. You stay at the mile with Huya Mel in race seven, the seven stakes, the new race there over, of course, the mile. Um, has he trained on? He will be second up, staying at that trip. 
Yeah, that would be the only sort of slight concern, if if, if any, just, um, you know, a horse that's no doubt going to be better over further late in the campaign and, you know, running, um, you know, so sharply off a first up run, he's, um, you know, he's, I'd imagine his sectionals were, were very good from where he was from, just sort of had to get too far back off a, off a wide draw. He's drawn better, can hopefully sit a bit closer. Um, yeah, I, I, we tried to keep him sort of fresh and sharp for, for to remain at the mile, but no doubt he's his best distances and, and targets are going to be over that little bit further later in the campaign. But I, I, I was um, really most impressed with his yeah. with his first up run. I think he's exciting. Is the Melbourne Cup or a Caulfield Cup or a Metrop his best race this spring in your eyes, Adrian? Yeah, it might well be a Caulfield Cup or a Cox Plate. Um, okay. Yeah, they're the, sort of probably the two races we've, we've got in mind. Uh, you know, all campaign, it's sort of been looking towards gearing uh, a, a Cox Plate. Um you know, obviously, he's good in good enough in any of those two races. That opens up you know, the options to, to push on a couple as well. But I, I thought you know, those two setups uh, looked to be nice, nice races like the day. Singo had a slot at a harness race the other day. Um, I think he had his own race called the Singo, and then that enabled him to do some negotiations to get a horse in the Eureka. So he's he's got a bit of practice in trying to negotiate a slot in a race and can he do that with a, a Y50 if this horse can deliver a terrific performance in the shorts of course for the Everest yeah I hope he enjoyed himself with the negotiation yeah. what holding experience I, do, I think he just know, shouted the bar Adrian <laughs> <laughs> I want to draw on that again I'd, I'd love him to be able to sort of get this horse in, in, into the race and I know um, himself and, and Jerry would, would absolutely love dearly to see him in there after the um, you know, in the debrief there Stradbroke Day when they're all up there together, um, yeah, that was sort of all they really wanted to focus on, and that's where all the attention was was drawn to the Everest. So, and uh, no doubt, it's well and truly at the forefront of their minds. I'd love to see that colt there. I'm um, obviously sort of given his, his his value as well. Um, yeah, the shorts, he's he's there to run well. He's nice and forward off a couple of runs. I think no doubt, the further we get to the preparation, he's going to be better suited. Probably better suited over. 1200 next start and if you can get into an Everest you know I think a high pressure 1200 sort of really would sort of fall into his hands where he'd be, be best suited but um yeah he's forward enough to try and put a a statement there on, on on Saturday that he should be um you know should be in the mix and up for consideration is he a better eagle chance than an Everest chance because of the trips? Uh, not necessarily yeah not necessarily um but look we'll you know want to give him the opportunities and and, and allow um, you know, sad day's race and potentially the next start to sort of do the talking there exactly where he is best place. We'll know pretty quickly, but uh, yep. yeah, I can't fault him at present. That's exciting to see what he can do. That's going to be a fascinating race to shorts. What about Converge? Can he win first up in the Bill Ritchie? You all know his class. Yeah, he, he he's, uh, seems to be back in really good shape. Um, kept a bit of residual from um, Queensland. I, I thought he was sort of good first up there and uh, didn't necessarily have much luck in the Stradbroke, but uh, if, if things go his way, he, he's certainly um, certainly good horse on the day. He's got to carry a bit of weight, but he is a class horse. Um, he's sort of looking towards the, the Epsom. I think this is just a, a nice race to kick him off in. Jeez, I love you, Sonny Maurice, as well. Kabu, I think he's well above average. He's first up in that final event. Can he win over the 1,200 first up? Yeah, got him nice and forward for, for this run. Um, he is a horse who would love to try and get to the Golden Eagle. I think he's certainly of that class, so... Uh, we need to try and get him up the ratings a little bit, get a few wins on the board, 
Um, so uh, Saturday's race is pretty pretty important for him first step, but uh, certainly forward enough and, and ready to roll. Must be easy for you to get up in the morning after looking at those horses we just had a chat about. Adrian, what would be your best over the weekend? <laughs> Jeez, it, it does give you that little bit of extra it does. in your step, doesn't it, getting out of bed um, this time of year. And, and you sort of look at the prize money, everything's racing for, so yeah. it's not too bad. Um, <laughs> uh, hard luck. Well, we've got some nice um, chances across the board. Um, yeah, maybe sort of hard to split just fine. A major deal, they're, they're, they're going to be an intriguing sort of uh, match up there on, on Saturday. Yep, the Quinella, just fine, a major bill in the Kingston Town Stakes, race five there at Royal Railway. And this is from Jerry. I, I didn't want to ask you this because I think this is a, a tough question to ask. But right now, if you could do your top three seedings in your stable, who would they be heading into the spring? Oh, look, I try not to look at that. They're all obviously down different paths and yes. different types. So hard to sort of match them all up against each other. But, yeah, obviously, um, who your male's a, a top prospect for us. I feel he's, feel he's coming right. Um, uh, Hawaii 5-0. Um, obviously, plenty of class about him and showed great progression. Um, I guess I've always got a soft spot for Converge as well, so yeah. I want to make sure he does well. There you go. That's pretty easy, Jerry. I think he's done extremely well to do just that for us. There's um, Adrian Bott's top three rankings for the stable. Hey, go and enjoy yourself, mate. I haven't even mentioned Alligator Blood. Oh, Alligator Blood. He'd probably have to be... um, He's he's the one flying the flag for us last year and expect him to do the same again this year. So... Yeah, you can't go past him. He's leading the charge. Yeah, he's a superstar. And it'd be fitting if he could deliver Ollie a, a group one as he says goodbye on his way out, his farewell to it. would be terrific. Hey, mate, um, we appreciate your time. Wonderful insight and good luck on Saturday. Thanks very much. There is Adrian Bott. It's 8.23. Let's uh, take a quick break. We'll be back plenty with plenty more here on Stable Mail on this Thursday morning. This is Giddy Up. Thanks to Bet365, the world's favourite online betting brand. Imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to Getty Out, the man with the best voice in the game. I think he surpassed Mike Moroni. Just. Um, David Eustace joins us. G'day, Dave. Welcome back to Getty Up on this beautiful morning in Melbourne town. Morning, Gareth. How are you? I am well. It doesn't really get much better, does it, in spring well, when you can wake well, up like this? Well, What's it like wherever you are? Are you at Cranbourne, Ballarat? Ballarat this morning, and it is God's country. Yeah. Um, it's it's never been better. How's my so, old uh, mate, uh, Calvin McAvoy, going these days? Cal? Yeah. Doing well. Um, spring in his step. Yeah. Um, V8 gallop this morning. Yes. And I would, as a gallop watcher, I would say the horse couldn't have galloped any better. Um yeah. So, uh, no, Carl's in good order. He's, he's exercising as well. So, um, he's looking better and better all the time. Has he been able to, has, has, um, I don't know if Tony's training him or he's got a personal trainer. Has he been able to, has he, has he stepped up to going up that big hill there at Ballarat yet? Or is he still on the, on the treadmill? He's, to his credit, he's up at three every morning going to the gym before track work. So. Um, he looks much better for it. There we go, Mark Wahlberg, the two AM club. I'm going to start calling Calvin. He was, <laughs> he was, he was a little a bit, bit of a way to get look like him. He was a little unhappy with Johnny O'Neill. He, he thought Johnny was getting stuck into V8 on the Monday means test. Um, so um, I'm, I'm hoping. I think Calvin might be able to prove Johnny wrong. So um, I'm glad that V8 worked well then. 
Yeah, no, he did. He did, but he's a sensitive soul, Cal. Yeah. <laughs> Where do we start? We won't go through all your runs because we'll be here all year. Um, I want to talk about a couple. First of all, talking about Johnny O'Neill in race two, is interpretation your best chance there at Flemington over the 2,500 metres? Yeah, I think so, yes. Um, so an excellent preparation. Um, sectionals are very good. Um, over 2,000 at, at Mooney Valley the other day. So a um, little bit of a tricky gate, um, but uh, we'll have to leave it up to Mark and touch, but I suspect we'll just be sort of blending in second half and hopefully picking our way through. Jeez, I've been waiting for this horse to draw a marble, and he's been in my black book. He, his name is Griff. He, kept, he um, heads down that Hume Highway to Melbourne from, from the Warwick Farm Base, I would imagine. Um can he win on Saturday, stepping up to the 1,400 metres in the Exford Plate? Yeah, we think he can. Um, he was huge the other day. We had a sort of force to go forward. They went very quick. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, mid-race sectionals were very, very strong. And he did, you know, he sort of had the audacity to keep holding his spot right to the line. He wasn't beaten far. Um, worked nicely Saturday morning down here. And I think he'd be yeah, a great chance on Saturday. So that's race five, number eight. And then your fillies go down the straight. Great to see Ethan Brown give an opportunity on a horse that I think can make a splash this spring and steal City. Can she win first up after that trial? Yeah, it's um, for both of them, you know, it'll be a, a tough assignment. Um, big field. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see which way they go, uh, whether they split into two groups or not. But, um She's trialled up terrifically well, Steel City. She had some very good horses in front of her last Friday in the trial. Splits were good. So, you know, it's a kick-off point for her. She'll be ridden where comfortable and ultimately, hopefully, she can um, stake her claim in her next couple of runs for the Cornwall. Geez, I think Estriel is a beauty. Can she handle the straight? Johnny Allen takes the right in the same race. She's she's obviously a good filly. Um, had to do a little bit of work on just getting her to relax. Um, she's got a crossover on for the first time she worked very nicely on Tuesday morning just in a nice rhythm so you know gut feel is that she's going to need the benefit of a run down the straight to to really work it out but um, uh, no doubting her, her talent if she does handle it on the day then I think she can run very well Pride of Jenny just quickly in the let's alone she'll be on pace I liked her jump out the other day can she defeat Amelia's Jewel, who's got a tough barrier to overcome? Um, look, her, her record early on in her prep is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, her second run is her best run. But she's pretty forward. She's been in work for a while. Trials have been good, as you say. So, you know, gut feel, she's probably just going to be in need of it a touch. But I think she'll, I think she'll run really well for her. I'm always fascinated sometimes about your setups and you try a few different things and you've got Charterhouse back to the 1,200 in the Bobby Lewis here on Saturday at Flemington, David. Yeah, I think um, we just felt he's been going that bit sharper this preparation. Um, I think he'll run really well. Um, fresh over 12. He's, he's run um, over 7 furlongs. They went quick and he was travelling very, very strong into that race, and I don't think he'll have any issue um, travelling and uh, 
kind of deep into the race. Um, we just had the one jump out off the back of a freshen, and we just felt six would really suit. So, uh, looking forward to running off the low weight with Jamie on board. I said, give it. Uh, I thought he was a big each way chance. And if Calvin McAvoy can be as consistent as Flash Flood, he'll have his shirt off by the time the summer arrives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Flash is in greatness. Um, he's fitting well. And um, this race is not strong either. Um, he's bounced through the run um, in really good order. Carleen does all his work on him, and uh, she was delighted with his uh, work Tuesday. So um, I think for the tough barrier, he'll go forward again and, and he's done well. I'm glad Johnny's got Grigots, um out of Melbourne and away from the valley and heads to Roundwick. Can he win second up? Um, yeah, I think he can. Um, he's first time he's um, you know travelled and raced, and he can be a little bit of a um, you know he's a, a little bit of a fussy horse. So hope he handles that travel okay. He arrived this morning in good order, but um, he's definitely got the ability. I think it's sort of difficult to split the two. I think Gringotts has probably got a touch more class, but holy man, mm. bit, you know that bit. Uh, more straightforward, and I thought his trial last Monday was as good as he's ever trialed, and Mark thought the same. So, um, yeah, hard split too, but I thought they both run well. You're all over Tis Invincible for the giddy up followers there. Last time we had a chat to her, and she's just got that electric turn of foot. Um, can she do it again in the, the T rows up to the 1400 meters? Yeah, I think so. I, I think she's, I think she's top class. Um, I think she's. You know, showing that and still improving. Um, Joe said it's the best she's ever looked on Monday um, when she came back from a few days off uh, to Gallup Tuesday. So, yeah, so, you know, we're really confident. Nice gate. Um, she should be hard to beat. Ruthless Dame, we all know her class. Can she show her class first up and win a shorts? Tough race, obviously. Mm. But um, really expect her to run well, fresh. Um, obviously, the 11 will be just a fraction short of um, her best but I think she's in for a really good preparation and um, you know she, she's sort of potentially staking her claim for an Everest if, if she were to run very well or win so um, she looks to have come back really well I was excited for her running Do you enjoy you part of the negotiations there David for the Everest? Uh, look I think I'll be uh, I'll, that'll be left for someone else but okay. um, uh, it's not something I've had to deal with just yet the way V8 galloped, I think Calvin might should. The, um, I've, I've been hearing some text messages coming through as well. Maybe he should ring Mr. Zhang up with you along and say, "Don't forget, forget about alcohol free." Um, we'll take that. We'll take that slot with with V8 in the Everest. No doubt, something he would enjoy negotiating. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, uh, David, we appreciate your time. What would be your? Have you got a couple of runners at Newcastle on their big day tomorrow? Is there a standout there for the punters? Yeah, Times Square is going well. Um, okay. So she doesn't go around in the Bill Ritchie? Yeah, she's going to run... Uh, no, she's going to run in the Tibby. Yes. Um, on Friday. And uh, a late non-disclosure trial the other day over six furlongs. I thought that was nice and controlled. He found the line well. And uh, um, the seven furlongs first up will be no problem. Uh, he's a nice horse. You hearing anything out of the UK, Harry? Got anything for us that we should be following? Um, heading towards our spring, any whispers around Newmarket? Mrs. Uh, Eustace, find I, out anything? 
there's a uh, there's a smart horse coming down of Ed Crisford called West Wind Post, and um, he's going to run first up in the Turnbull. He's coming over in early quarantine, and um, he's a sort of Group Two, genuine Group Two horse. There, I think that'll probably measure up um, in the middle distance division. So uh, he'll be in for a good good time down here. I'd say he's oh. well travelled that horse as well. Looking forward to seeing the Christians back as well in, in Australia. It's going to be a fun spring. Um, we wish you the best of luck. Australia win the World Cup, David, or are you confident England can win the ODI um, World Cup there in India coming up shortly? Not, not the way Ben Stokes batted last night. Got 180 mm. off 120 balls. So I think... Um, doesn't matter really. Uh, doesn't count yet, does it? No, no, but uh, a bit of momentum, a bit of form. I mean, that's all what you base everything on on your show, so you've got to stick to that. Yep. Um, We look forward to you joining the cricket team on SEN this summer as well. It's been a great get by Hutchie and the team, so um, welcome, David. I don't know how you fit it in with all of your commitments for Kiramar, David Eustace Racing, but um, I think it's a talent that you should not um, waste, so we appreciate your time this morning, and welcome to the team. Not at all. I'm looking for the... Looking forward to getting the run sheet on Boxing Day. Yes, have a, have a wonderful day. Make sure you get your media pass this time. See you, David. <laughs> okay. There's, da- right. <laughs> There's David Eustace, 8.43. We need to take a quick break, don't we, Jacko? In fact, um, yes, we are about to take a quick break. He says, Gareth, you need to mention who's coming up. So Benny Haynes is coming up shortly, Clinton McDonald and John O'Shea. It's a busy show this morning, he said. So, all right then, Gareth, make sure you get the winkers on and concentrate. We're doing this for... David Van Dyke Racing, he's got a wonderful strike rate. He's a terrific trainer, and you can experience that winning strike rate with Van Dyke Racing. All you need to do to discover that magic today is head to vandykeracing.com. Time for a quick break. We'll be back with plenty more. This is Giddy Up Stable Mail. Thanks to Bet365, you know the drill. It is the world's favourite online betting brand. Imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. This inspires me, this song, because of this horse, Mr. Brightside. He has become the people's horse and he heads to Flemington in the Maccabi Diva to win another Group 1. And Benny Hayes, his co-trainer, joins us. Benny, good morning to you. How is Mr. Brightside this morning when you said g'day to him? Hi, Gareth. Thank you for having me on. Um, we're very happy with him. He hasn't put a foot wrong since his nice win in the Mendy. And uh, we're full steam ahead to the Maccabi Diva. Uh, I think he's third up out to what's probably his best trip a mile. And he's drawn barrier two. So hopefully everything goes to plan in the race and he, he can run another good race. I was looking at the noms for the Maccabi Diva and I thought this is going to be like, this race is going to be a handy size field for the, the Group 1. But then... Mr. Brightside, I think, scared everybody off. He only has to beat six other horses. But it's going to be a tactical battle now because Alligator Blood, on paper, looks like he's the only pace. Um, how do you see this this race being run there on Saturday? Uh, it's always very hard, but um, he's a very versatile horse, our yep. horse. Um, I think this prep, we've seen him be ridden a bit more positive. And uh, he's gone very well, been ridden like that. So I would say would be help him out the gates and uh, whatever alligator wants to do, if he wants to cross us or, um, you know, we pop off, we'll, we'll work it out. But that's Craig's job out the gates. And um, 
he's won multiple times on the horse and he knows him very well. So it um, be an interesting race to watch and hopefully uh, it all goes to plan for us. Yeah, looking forward to it. That race, race number four down the straight, is a beauty, isn't it? Some high-quality three-year-olds going around there. Arkansas Kid, what do you make of him first up down the straight? Well, we're really happy with him. Um, we had him rocking and rolling, ready to go earlier, but we just had a slight setback with a minor sickness. Uh, he only missed a couple of days' work, but it was enough for us to be on the cautious side. Uh, he's trialled since. Uh, he's 100% fine now, and he is a horse that we have a high opinion of. So um, it's a good race to get a guide about where we head with him, but he's on a similar path to, I think, every horse in this race. Um, they'll probably look to run down the straight in the Dane Hill and hopefully yeah. Coolmore. What about in the Phillies race down the straight? You've got two chances there, um, but everybody loves Shiva on this show for some reason. We just have followed her in the early part of her career and she got the job done for us at Geelong. Can she cause a little bit of an upset and defeat horses like Skirt Delore as she steps up in class? Yeah, well, we've always really liked her at Lindsay Park and she's always shown good ability and I think her form out of her race is quite strong. Um, a couple of horses that finished in behind her have come out and won impressively since. I think one won yesterday in the 1300. Um, so she's done everything right. Her work on Tuesday was great. It's obviously a 20-horse field and first time down the straight. So a bit of unknown. But uh, she deserves her opportunity and I think she's definitely state class. So uh, hopefully we can get a nice result. We are running out of time on this Thursday. Cast and Markram, um Macram, they go around in some nice races and each way prices there. Your thoughts, mate? Yeah, very happy with Cast. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we've got um, Amelia's Jewel, who looks like she'll be hard to beat. Um, but we've, we had a pretty good prep last prep. Um, we have three in the trot, going for four. Uh, she's trolled up really well. And um, if Amelia's Jewel has a bit of bad luck or things don't go to plan, uh, she'll be definitely in the finish. So I'm very happy with her. You've got runners in Sydney and Adelaide as well. Any standouts there, Benny? Um, Barbie's Fox has had a yep. freshen up and kicking off. Uh, she runs well there. She'll be looking at a race like a let's, uh, the um, Epsom. Yep. Um, and in Adelaide, we've got three nice chances. Uh, Anna Jarzo was stakes place last prep. She's kicking off her campaign in race eight. And Bellinger ran really well there last time and got Laura Lafferty back aboard who's got a great record on him with the claim so looking forward to seeing how he goes I've got five seconds left but we loved your voiceover with the giddy up syndicate with our so you think Philly um, she she galloped it a little bit like me when I was a young kid <laughs> I know that she's um, she'll um, looking forward to us winning the big one I've got to go thanks for that Benny good morning great to be with you it's four minutes past nine Gareth all with you here on giddy up and this is giddy up stable mail on this Thursday morning, Clint McDonald's been good enough to join us as part of Stable Mail on this Thursday to talk about his star sprinter and star patrol who we get to see down the straight there at Flemington after a couple of terrific trials. Clinton, good morning to you. Thanks for your time. No worries, Gareth. Good morning to you. This looks like it's a perfect setup, mate, that um, he's ready to roll first up after he's had a few trials this time in and he looks ready to rumble first up. Would I be right in saying that? Yeah, we've given him three trials, yep. and uh, each trial we've kept asking him for a little bit more, and uh, everyone saw his last trial, and I don't think it would be any more impressive. Yeah, it was against probably lesser opposition, but uh, he still ran time, and just his action and the way that the horse pulled up, we were pretty happy with him. 
was he completely right last preparation? I I listened to you there the other day. You said that he had a little bit of an operation on his throat. Um, do you think that's worked or is it a, a case where you don't really know until he's under a little bit of race pressure? Uh, well, it wasn't a major operation. It wasn't yeah. a tieback or anything sort of nasty like that, which uh, you know, is always a difficult one to get over. Uh, he had a soft palate, which was loose and just needed to be tightened up, which we've done. Um, and uh, we can only go of what we see here uh, in training. And the horse is just a lot happier. Um, you know, yeah. last time, I mean, you can sort of notice he just didn't want to jump and get rolling. Um, and I just think that was affecting him, you know, because he knew he wasn't getting full intake um, with uh, his breathing. So this time, I mean, he's just a lot happier horse. Um, his feet are really good. Uh, we're just not chasing our tail like last yeah. prep. So, you know, as I've sort of said, the proof will be on race day. Um, you never know until you put them under race day pressure. So that's the box that we need to tick. But uh, all signs at the moment is that the horse is in good order. And we all know how good he can be down the straight. Um, are you punting him on Saturday? You're taking on the likes of a bet and debt with him first up? Because at his best, boy, we all know that he he's a group one quality, I think, sprinter, especially down that Flemington straight. Yeah, no, most definitely. Like the times he can run can put him into the category you know, of any of those sort of good sprinters, especially down the straight. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, if they're betting $4, 440 you, you definitely got to be having something gone. But I'm also mindful that, uh, you know, I, you, you just want to see horses come back after they've had any operation and, and, and do it. But my gut feeling is telling me he will. And uh, then hopefully on Saturday night, we're having a couple of beers saying how easy was that. Yeah. What about at Flemington? <laughs> and it'll be, knowing you, it'll be one of the great nights if you can get the job done there first <laughs> up in the Bowie Lewis. What about at Flemington also in that first race over the 1,100 metres? You saddle up uh, a galloper by the name of uh, Fasuto that um, has been pretty impressive in the early part of his career. Um, he's a lightly raced four-year-old. Can he win first up? Uh, most definitely. He's going really well. Uh, I just think we've got a terrible barrier. Uh, if you ask me which barrier I didn't want, that would be the one I don't want. Yeah. Um, so, it's, you know, field of 18, very hard to win from that position, I think. Um, we just need to have a look at the race. I'm waiting on a couple of people to get back to me to see what their thoughts are of it. Uh, but I just think it makes it awfully hard from barrier one. So, anyway, we'll have a look, see. But the horse is going well. He's had a nice break. Uh, he had a very good preparation last time in. He sort of ran third at Mooney Valley. Then we gelded him and kept him going through. So he did a good job. Uh, yeah, I think he won at Cranbourne, then he won at Moorington, and then he just got beat at Flemington. So I think he's improved, uh, but we just need to find the right race, right barrier, and uh, you know, and then go from there. But it's hard to beat barrier one, you know, sort of down the straight. I just think we're up against it there. Now, mail is the best story is working as good as Michael Gardner has been swimming in the bays there of Melbourne um, around the Brighton area. And um, he's going that good. Even David Taggart could jump on and win on him. Well, yeah, I'd say that. I've seen tags and uh, we'd probably have to get a forklift to get him up on it. But uh, no, the horse is going well. I thought his run the other day was full of merit. Um, you know, he got beat 1.3 and yeah. uh, we're heading towards the Caulfield Cup. And uh, obviously, you know, if we can get him in, he'll drop to probably 51, 52, you know. So that's a really big weight relief. Um, I think we've got the horse going on the upward spiral. Uh, he'll run in the naturalism next start and hopefully draw a gate where we can actually ride a race on him. Um, and I think he's going pretty good. The horse has shown us terrific ability here. Um, and it's, I just think it's starting to come now. He looks fantastic and uh, he just keeps improving each week. So 
yeah, we'll, we'll keep going that path and, until we say, you know, okay, he's not up to it, or yes, he is. Um, then we'll, we can change tack. But at this stage, he's going to the naturalism. He sounds like a big ruckman as an athlete. Like it, you have to have a few pre seasons with them, and all of a sudden it can, can click, and they're all they're taking three bounces down the the outer side there at the MCG and kicking goals. Well, I've watched Gardy swim, you know, and it's taken him a couple of yeah. years to perfect it, and he's just starting to get there a bit like Bear Story. So uh, hopefully uh, they can be peaking at the same time. Let's hope that Bear Story is a little bit more disciplined. I heard one day that Gardy was training for a swim. This is Michael Garden, the former West Coast and um, St Kilda star. He'd been training for months for this big swim, and then he turns up to Sydney, and then he... A couple of his mates he, he might run into down the street, and they said, let's go to the pub. And then all of a sudden, um, he's, he's not probably in the best shape to perform and, and defeat his best time. Uh, yeah, that, that, that sounds about right. Uh, I did watch that swim, and yes. I was on the, the beach trying to video him, but it probably took a little bit longer than what we expected. We, we sent out a search party for him, but he was blaming the weather. He said he's yeah. a fine, fine weather swimmer, and he doesn't like the rough seas. Yeah, he has to float down on race day, I think, not, not, the, yeah. the, not the night before. Thanks for your time, mate. We wish you the best of luck, especially with uh, Star Patrol no on Saturday. Thanks, Clint. Terrific. Thanks, mate. In, in the the best, mate. Clint McDonald, 10 minutes past nine. We'll take a break here on Giddy Up. Uh, that was Giddy Up Stable Mail, thanks to Van Dyke Racing. Head to vandykeracing.com to feel the magic. He does a wonderful job, David Van Dyke, with his team, and he's a terrific stable to be part of. We'll take a break. We'll come back, of course, with um, bagger tips on this Thursday morning. Hopefully we can back plenty of winners today.